my money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. It's the rich man's blood. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. Awesome, and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, February 28th, and... uh, it's 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 nice outside. What is it about sixty degrees? Handsome Phil. It definitely feels that way. Yes, sir. Handsome Phil, and uh, I get Will Pierce here, my sidekick, and um, we have a great guest on today. We have uh, Caroline Lead, who is the founder of Smiling Button, and we'll be interviewing her from at a, at a trade show down the Javits Center in New York City. Uh, and we're going to talk about hers doing the startup on her business. Yeah, she does kids' clothes. Yeah, and and they're made in the United States of America. Okay, so um, so Carolyn, anyhow, so it's it's great to connect. You're down in New York City, and we're up in the New Hampshire Seacoast today, and it's a beautiful day. You should be here, but uh, um, uh, thank you for being our guest today. And I've known your dad. I've never met you, but I've known your dad for a long time. He's a great, great guy. But could you please tell the audience um, uh, a little bit about your background and how you started Smiling Button? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Um, so I started Smiling Button in February of 2015, the brand launched, and I sort of um, had a realization that there was a gap in the market for um, traditional playwear that was really um, classic silhouettes, but playful and fun and bold, bold patterns. I felt like kids today, you know, who were two were dressing like they were six and who were six were looking like they were 10. And there was just sort of a loss of innocence of really fun, happy apparel for little girls. Um, and that's when Smiling Butt launched. It's a lifestyle brand that really combines classic silhouettes with bright and playful prints um, to take kids from, you know, playtime to party time and everything in between it. Yeah, that's cool. Now, the thing is, is the, um, but what was what kind of unique, uh, Caroline, about, about your brand um, is that, um, uh, you you haven't outsourced these products to Vietnam or China, but you actually make them in America. Is that correct? We do. We're really proud to be able to manufacture in the U.S., and we actually manufacture in Massachusetts. Um, we work with a manufacturer in the Fall River area um, that has just really been a perfect fit. We've been working for them with them uh, for the past three years. We're able to outsource all the manufacturing, keep the jobs in the U.S., in New England, um, and be a part of the manufacturing process, which is a really cool and exciting process to be able to, you know, revive in New England. That's that's awesome. Now, um, let me ask you a question. Now, um, this is uh, why did you come up with the, um, the clothes? I mean, obviously, you're, you're a design gal, and um, but why did you come up with the idea of little girls' clothing? Any anything that inspired you for that? Um, I would say that I sort of looked at the market at uh, at women's wear. I came, you know, from a family that's in the luxury business um, in watches and jewelry, and I looked at the market and I looked at women's wear, which I thought would be fun. And then I decided, without a manufacturing background, um, a real strong design background, I needed to be doing something that I could produce in the U.S. Um, and so I looked at the children's market, and, and as I said before, I just really saw, you know. That kids today weren't wearing the dresses that I wore and grew up in, and 
played in. Um, and I just felt like there was really a gap in the market for it. And so launched Smiling Button, which is really very traditional silhouettes, all based off retro and classic styles. But the prints are, you know, ballerinas twirling and palm trees on seersucker and just things that really are fun and, and, and make kids smile, which is all we're going to do. It's a, it's a fun company, you know, it's just like, a, uh, it really is because, you know, it's a, the uh, the website is www.smilingbutton.com, am I correct? Yes, correct. And it's a nice, clean website, and you see these, you know, these darling, you know, young ladies, okay, I don't know, whether you supply kids from like, uh, from newborns to like 10 years old, is that correct? Yep, that's correct. We do a big size range. <laughs> And uh, but anyhow, it's it's just uh, it's very very happy pictures and and um, and any father who has a daughter uh, uh, is really happy to it's 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 a great image. Um, so um, let me ask you quick: When did you launch the company, Caroline? So I launched the company in February of 2015, and we started with an e-commerce presence, which is smilingbutton.com, um, and a pop-up store on Nantucket. And that sort of really just launched the brand for us. Um, we got really great customer feedback from the customers on Nantucket, um, and the website through word of mouth was doing really well. And then I found that all of my customers, once we closed the doors of the pop-up shop, um, were saying, where can I buy this in my town? You know, I live in Greenwich or like, I live in Beverly Hills or, you know, wherever they were coming from. And so we opened distribution uh, to another wholesale channel, or to, to another channel, which was wholesale. Um, and now we're in about 75 stores across the country, including Fifth Avenue, Bloomingdale's, um, and lots of luxury resorts. That's a, that's an amazing achievement. But... Um... But you always have been successful. Didn't you first start? You, did you, we were talking on the phone yesterday. You, you went to Morocco. You were inspired to, to uh, start a woman's. I did. I, what, what, what? I started with uh, with women's wear, actually, with women's resort wear. Um, something that I thought was also fun and playful. Um, I was traveling to Morocco with my family. I found. Um, a manufacturer there that was making these really beautiful, um, like beach tunics that I loved, um, and. I felt like I got all of my samples were just so wrong. I came back to the U.S. The colors were wrong. The sizing was wrong. Um, and that's when I sort of looked to U.S. manufacturing and said, what can I make here? You know, what are people looking for that's not out there right now? And that's, you know, when Smiling Button was born. But, you know, that that idea of, uh, of women's wear is, is still in the back of my head. And, and we get questions from moms all the time about when we're coming out with a women's line. So it's um, it's a possibility down the road. Yeah. So, um, so anyhow, so we we don't always succeed, but uh, and uh, handsome Phil, my engineer here, is uh, looking at your picture on the web, and uh, it's 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 a great uh, site you have. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, but anyhow, so one of the things which I really believe, in matter of fact, this all started a conversation I had with your dad. She was, I think, back in October, went to like a high school reunion, uh, Caroline, <laughs> with your dad. You know, and I always said, you know, you know, I said, Steve, I said, you know, the only people who really create jobs in this country are, are family businesses. I mean, most 90 percent of new jobs are created by small businesses. And um, a smiling button is a uh, is an all in the family deal as well. Um, and could you tell me about that? I, I know. You- Absolutely. So I do the design aspect. Um, and then my mom, Elizabeth, is our chief of manufacturing. She's really organized and, you know, keeps everything in check at manufacturing. 
she's there weekly making sure that orders are, you know, coming out the way they need to. Um, my brother is a writer out on the West Coast. And so he does all the copy edit for the website. Um, and my dad is truly my advisor. He has built an incredible business in Andover at Royal Jewelers um, and really has built it into luxury business. Um, and his real focus, you know, always has been customer centricity. Um, and so I look to him for guidance in so many ways um, just with, you know, in regards to working with customers, working with different vendors. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very much a family business. We all, we all work together frequently and I'm fortunate to have such a supportive family. That, that's great. And, you know, um, the, uh, the, uh, but anyhow, but uh, I remember, see, I remember uh, your grandfather started the business in Lawrence and, uh, um, he did in 1948. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he was. You know. <laughs> you know. He, and 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 your father was really and 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 your uh, and your and aunt, aunt and your aunt Paula. Oh, by the way, she qualifies for a uh, uh, be, because she has a, a summer home up here in Rye. Uh, but uh, uh, but the, the you know the, what amazes me is that how long has you, uh, your aunt and your uh, and your dad had the Royal Jewelers now? 1948 is when the business started, so they've been in it for a long time. Yeah, but it's it's, it's primary luxury brand now. But in any event, um, so so one of the things is that um, so uh, now do you des- where do you design the clothes? Do you design them here here locally or? Uh, I do. I design um, in Boston, so we're based out of Boston. Um, all the designing happens there. All the fabric sourcing, you know, I travel everywhere for it. So I'm in New York often. I'll go to LA. Miami, um, you know, I, I look to source very unique fabrics, and so wherever I need to go to find them is is what I do. But luckily, we're be able to keep a lot of it in New England. All right, and so so then you go down to uh, what are the, all the stuff is made in Fall River now, and then shipped out of there. Is that correct? Yep, all of our manufacturing, cutting, sewing, um, and distribution all happens in Fall River. Well, that's great because you know um, whether it be dresses or iPhones or whatever. Uh, the more you, we can manufacture here, the more you can make in profits. And number one, but number two is the more you uh, you you uh, retain your intellectual property and and so forth. So uh, I'm all in favor of it. But um, so anyway, so that's what kind of when your dad told me originally about that you actually made stuff in the United States. Said, man, I got to have your I got to have your daughter on the show. Uh, be, yeah. You know, yeah, so, we make it all in the U.S. and we mostly have women doing all the sewing, which is spectacular, also. Yeah. So, but another thing which is interesting to me is that, um, um, and 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 I think it's really kind of I've seen it in, in my business, and Dad's seen it probably in your business, uh, his business, probably in yours, is that it's really a combination because everyone's worried about Amazon, okay? Because uh, mm-hmm. you know Jeff Bezos taking over the world, and which he's doing a pretty yeah. good job, <laughs> good, pretty good job at, um, no question about that. And actually, my son works for for Amazon out there and uh, as a program out in Seattle. But um, but the thing I like about your store or like your dad's brand, it's really kind of a marriage of the retail footprint as well as the web. Would you, would you agree? Is uh, I would agree. Um, you know, we definitely have customers that like to shop online. Um, but I also find that the customers that we have really appreciate the experience of going into a boutique and feeling the fabric and trying it on. You know, when you're dressing children, um, they're growing constantly. And they, you know, need to size up and need to try things on. And I think our customer appreciates 
you know, being able to go into a boutique, um, you know, a, a small boutique in whatever town they live in or into Saks or wherever it is and be able to, to feel the fabric and put the clothes on their child. And more and more today, kids are picking out their own clothes. Um, so they're going into the boutique and they're saying, you know, I want the one with the little elephants on it or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think that there's definitely customers who like to shop online. Um, but we find that, you know, when we do events in our stores that we're seeing a lot of customers come out to, you know, to shop with us. Yeah. Okay. You like both. Um, yeah. So I think that it's kind of a, it's, it's I think it's a happy medium because anyone who's bought anything online, we all do. Uh, it's, it's it's a great convenience, but God help you if you have to send it back. <laughs> and, That's true. Uh, it, it's, Although we make it easy, so online. <laughs> all right. So you make it easy, but for for a lot of other uh, vendors and people, it's it's not that easy. And uh, you know, it's amazing. A lot of these websites now. Um, which you see, I don't know if you've seen it, Handsome Phil or uh, or uh, Will, is that you know you you look at the there's no there's no even phone number, uh, never mind an address to contact. No, it's just an email. You can it's only an, email people now. Yeah, so it's just um, so, uh, but you have you have a real phone number and uh, that people can contact. You know, we do. They can call us absolutely. Um, they can order online if the size doesn't fit. We'll send you a shipping label. We want it to work. We want you to be happy with your purchase. So. Um, you know, it's, it's all about making the customer happy. And so, um, yeah, if you order online, you can definitely give us a call as well. Now, the thing is, is what amazes me too, is that, um, um, you're really not, now I know you, you, your dad always advertised a lot and, and your grandfather, I believe, I think your dad learned it from your grandfather, who's a master at it, um, that they advertised a lot. Okay. And cause mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, you'd see Royal, jewelers all over the place whatever and 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 it, and it worked um uh, but with your um uh business caroline you really haven't had advertised that much am i correct we we don't um we you know most of our marketing we put into attending these trade shows um like the one i'm at now um because i'm pretty focused right now on growing the wholesale side of the business but most of our advertising happens on social media um we do a lot with instagram with facebook um, and really getting the brand out there through that channel, I find has been strong. People are purchasing on Instagram right off the, you know, right off the page. So um, I think the purchasing power of of social media is growing and growing, and especially with the demographic that we're targeting. Now you're obviously in, too in a, in a crowded space, Caroline. Um, uh, you have there's a lot of competitors. Am I correct? There are, as with any industry, there's a lot of competitors. Yeah. Um, fortunately, people yeah. will always buy for kids because the kids are cute and the product is cute. And I like to think once they have one smiling button in their closet, there's a lot more to come. But you know, there's there's always competitors. Um, there's enough room for all of us in the industry. It's a really big industry. Um, but I'd like to think that that we've got our little piece of it, and it's going to keep growing. Now, um, but any so, but you're in major read. You're in Saks. We are. We're in Saks Fifth Avenue, and we're in Bloomingdale's as well. Um, and I think the other thing to note is that when you see a little girl in Smiling Button, you know she's wearing Smiling Button because our little logo, which is a happy little smiley face, is on the bottom corner of the dress. And so it's a really easily recognizable lifestyle brand. And um, and some of our competitors don't have that. So when someone is wearing a Smiling Button, you can say, oh, that little girl is in Smiling Button, and it's noticeable. That's something. Now, uh, that's a, that's quite the accomplishment. How long? When did you start this company in two thousand fifteen? Two thousand fifteen, yeah. 
And it's been about three years. And it's con- over three years. congratulations, that's awesome. So you're you're already in, uh, as they say, blooming birds or blooming dales, blooming birds. Okay. And sacks. Yeah. yeah. And sacks. <laughs> that's quite an accomplishment. How how did you do that, Ms. Caroline Lead? How, how did that's <sighs> quite an accomplishment for only bit. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and- you know, if we design products for that customer and their customer and our customer are really aligned, um, we met them. They loved the collection. And- they're just a nice partner. Sachs specifically is just a really nice partner to work with. Um, and so, you know, it just sort of worked out. It started by building the business with small boutiques and then getting into some luxury resorts. And once um, once the line was in some of those places, it's, they just start recognizing the brand. That's awesome. Well, uh, now, Caroline, now my, uh, my counter, my uh, ego here uh, is uh, Will Pearson. He has a question for you, okay? Sure. Hi, Will. Hi. Hi, Carolyn. Um, you, you say the uh, how old do do kids have to? How old are kids before they start uh, making their own decisions on these on these uh, clothing? Um, it's younger and younger. Uh, so we start at newborn and we go to ten years, and I would say around age four, they're deciding what they'd like to wear, hmm. or they're at least picking out the colors. If they're in store, they're touching the fabrics and deciding I want a dress or I want or whatever it may be. So, so if you're um, in Saks or uh, or Bloomingdale's, um, you're kind of riding the peak of the of a, of a style wave. I mean, uh, and we probably will get uh, people trying to imitate you at some point. Is that right? I mean, there's definitely those competitors out there that um, may imitate our silhouettes or try and find fabric similar to ours. The thing about Smiling Button is that the Silhouettes that we have stay the same every season. And so they're based off classic styles. We have a toonie, which is based off a tunic, and a sunday, which is a little cap sleeve, um, and a pinny, which is based off a pinafore. So those aren't revolutionary in that there's anything new in the silhouette. Um, but definitely in the fabrics, you know, sometimes we find that competitors are, are looking towards the same, you know, fabrics. They're looking at the rainbows or, you know, palm trees or whatever it may be. But it hasn't been a huge issue up until now. Mm-hmm. Who, who determines the the style, what the style is going to be? Is it the designers or is it the market? I think it's the kids, um, at least for my brand. It's, you know, we get inspired by the kids that we dress. And, um, you know, women's wear definitely has a huge influence. But that's really an influence in the color palette. For kids, it's really about what's fun and what's playful. And you know, when I started this brand three years ago, I was seeing that, kids were just looking older than their age. Um, they were wearing, you know, athleisure for children, and it just didn't make sense to me. And so um, so we sort of dialed things back and talked to our little models and said, hey, what is it that you're loving right now? And they may say, I love purple unicorns. And then we go source something that's, you know, magical. And so for us, what influences the children's industry is really what kids are loving. So they're going for the... Um... Uh, for the prints on the uh, on the dresses, the prints on the dresses. Yeah. I think that's you know it's the silhouettes are fun and we say they're very playground durable and you know they take you from playtime to party time. But at the end of the day, it's just if the print on the dress makes the child happy and makes the parent happy and everyone's smiling at the cute thing that's on there, then we feel like we've done our job and the dress you know, mm-hmm. is just as just as we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So, so so if you go to um, if you go into Saks Fifth Avenue. Uh, I mean, anything there is the material is going to be really 
find. Uh, it's going to feel real good on, on your body. It's it's a you you must have some uh, good sources for for good cottons and so forth. Is that right? We do. Um, everything is 100% cotton. Um, it's all soft cotton, you know, but in the same it's soft, it's also durable. It's meant to be like plated and washed and worn over and over again and, you know, passed down to the next little sister. So, um, yeah, it, it's great quality. And our manufacturer that's in Fall River does a great job with the sewing. So the, the quality is very strong. With the uh, this Phil Klager, the engineer, uh, with the trend of Lulu Row and the new Lulu Bro, are you thinking about possibly going into uh, boys' clothing at all? We are dipping our toe into that right now. I'm, so I'm at a trade show in New York, and we have a very small capsule collection for uh, fall 2018 um, of boys, and you'll see um, this summer we'll be launching some little John Johns for boys. Um, but I like designing for girls. I'm going to stick with that for now. It's uh, for me. It's more fun to design for girls, and we'll we'll offer something for little boys. But um, you know, girls is is where our focus is. Awesome, awesome. I think I think Will Pierce has another question yeah, for yeah. Caroline. I, sure. I, I bought some uh, not for myself, but some women's clothing. It's really expensive. Yeah. But uh, but you seem to be at a price point where it's where it's a pretty good. I mean, the, I, I'm having a little trouble. Well, uh, you think the price point is pretty good? Well, yeah, anything under 100 bucks to me, but <laughs> but um, I think so too. We we aim to be in the affordable luxury category, so we you know work with lots of boutiques that we sit you know at the the higher price point. But for kids, it needs they're growing out of it, so it needs to be affordable. Um, but also, it's made here, so the price reflects that. Um, and so, you know, with women's wear, the prices do get really crazy. Um, since our silhouettes are really simple and since we, you know, source good fabrics and, and everyone works with us on the price, we're able to offer them at, at a price that's really reasonable for what they are. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, yeah, so 100 bucks is, you know, is really nothing anymore. So it's, it is a nice price point, especially at the Saxon yeah, Academy. They're all priced between like 60 and, uh, and 74. Yeah. No, well, did you have a mass market question for Caroline? Am I correct? I think that's Phil's question. Is it, is that, was it going to be Phil's question uh, about the marketing in Massachusetts? Yeah. Well, mass marketing. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, so, uh, because of the world of knockoffs and whatnot, what will you do to resist the the corporate takeover of Smiling Button? Um, because of the world of knockoffs. Well, <laughs> we're trademarked, and the only thing that I can really claim as mine is you know, our logo, which I think is, you know, really strong and happy and playful. Um, and that's the only thing that I would worry about ever, you know, getting taken. Um, but we're trademarked, so that's, you know, all we can really do about it. Well, you can't copyright uh, clothing designs, right? You can't copyright designs. Um, you know, designs are designs, and they, with fashion, they come and they go, and then they come back again. Um, and so, you know, the prints we can't trademark, the designs we can't trademark, but our logo is, and that's the most important part because that is that is our brand. Hmm. Well, if, if you walked into Brooks Brothers uh, 30 years ago or something, I mean, that's a, that's a high-end uh, store. Um, I think it's mostly men's. Um, mm-hmm. And they stayed consistent in their styles, you know, decade after decade. Um, now, you have some classic uh, cuts here. Are you gonna are you gonna stay with the with what you have, or are you gonna evolve? We will stay 
consistent in our silhouettes um, that we have in the collection now. Every season I add a new style um, based on, you know, just sort of what fashion is calling for. Um, and so in twice a year. But what's nice about Smiling Button is that the silhouettes, since they stay the same, once your child, you know, ages up, you can order that same dress in a fun new print, but in the same style. So you know it's going to fit them. It's just a size bigger. Um, but we definitely follow, you know, trends as far as, um, you know, what will be on the dresses, whether, you know, we have one coming or I think it's out now and it just says like happy all over it. So, you know, I don't think that sort of, um, that's not going to change. Like, no, there's no time when happy is not going to be, you know, popular for kids. So we will definitely, you know, sort of keep up with, um, you know, the evolving fashion scene but at the same time we are traditional um and i like to hold on to that did you have a question you handsome uh, phil i did um so is the highest profile wearer of smiling button blue ivy carter or is there somebody more famous than her who's i would say smiling she button? might be it um, yes that was, that was very exciting um we've had a lot of celebrity bloggers wearing smiling button which has been exciting um another one that you might be familiar with is a blogger in New York, something Navy, Ariel Charnas, and yep. her daughter wears smiling buttons frequently. Um, but yeah, Blue Ivy is definitely very, very exciting. Carol, when I was a, when I was a, when I was a kid, and my parents said, hey, we're going to take you off to buy clothes, I was like, oh no, just let me stay <laughs> home. But hey, was it different for girls? I think so. I mean, I never felt that way that I wanted to stay home for shopping. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that the little girls who wear our dresses are always excited to shop for a new one. In, in, no, no, you do your manufacturing in Fall River. Uh, now that's a, I think that's a used to be a Portuguese community, or and um, it's, it is. it's kind of an immigrant place, is it? Or do, they, do these people come in with uh, skill sets that uh, that are good for manufacturing uh, clothing? Yes, absolutely. So many of the women who do sew our dresses are Portuguese, um, and. We walked into that factory, and they were doing um, mostly distribution to major department stores. And I sort of just knocked on the door and said, hey, what's going on in here? And they said, well, we're doing distribution, and we have a small manufacturing. We're looking to do more. And I said, well, do you want to make these dresses? And they said, sure. And so I went upstairs, and there was you know, a room full of sewers who were ready to um, – Portuguese sewers, actually, who were you know, ready to start selling my product um, – so, so yeah, there, there's definitely a strong Portuguese community there, and they're great at what they do. Yeah. Um, and so, so what are you doing in New York today? We're at a trade show. So there's a, a trade show here called Children's Club, ENK, and we are here showing our Fall Winter 18 collection to retailers. And make sure you stop by booth 1158 and say hello to Caroline. Yes, please do. That, that That's awesome. Uh, so in any event, so uh, Handsome Phil and... Um, uh, Will, I think, you know, uh, it's, this has been, uh, how can we find, how can people find more about you? Go to smilingbutton.com. Am I correct, Caroline? Yes, absolutely. Well, and my email is caroline at smilingbutton.com and feel free to shoot me an email. I always like to hear from customers or people curious about the brand. Uh, always happy to have conversations. Uh, all right. So, and so, this, well, thank you for being our guest. Thank Karen, you. And, uh, we will peep, peep in touch and, uh, we'll have this, um, uh, uh, edited handsome phil uh, we'll, we'll edit this and post it on the site and we can uh you can put it on your site so caroline thank you so yes, much thank you so much for having me god bless take care good luck thanks bye bye
This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself at barryjamesdyke.com. Who are the warriors?